to the moped store with shoppers. The salesman's like, what up? What's your budget? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know nothing about mopeds. He said, I got the one for you. Follow me. Ooh, it's too real. Chromed out mirror, I don't need a windshield. Banana seat, a canopy on two wheels. 800 cash, that's a hell of a deal. I'm headed downtown. To the alley, tiptoeing in the street like ballet. Pulled up, moped to the ballet. White walls on the wheels like mayonnaise. Dope, my crew is ill. And all we need is two good wins. Got gas in the tank, cash in the bank. And a bad little mama with her in my face. I'ma lick that, stick that. Break her off, kick that. Snuck her in backstage. You don't need a wristband. So good morning, everybody, and welcome to All Things SR Podcast. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Pam. How are you this morning? I am just fine. I was, I was, didn't know which uh, downtown to feature. I mean, I know that there's one, the Macklemore and Ryan Lewis one with the, all the DJs, Melly Mel and whoever. Which, which I love. So much yeah. fun. Or, or Petula Clark's downtown. I, I you know, it's. When I was 11, I think, mm-hmm. I bought the, that was the very first record album I ever bought with my own money, my allowance money. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so. And that Sorry. is where the, the music, the music affection began. That's very true. That's very true. I actually started a little bit younger than that, but with vowing, because I was listening to, uh, Bobby Rydell and Wildwood Days and some others when I was very young on a radio. I love it. And, I love uh, it. Decided that because everybody in my family was sort of, um, you know, what are you listening? What are you listening? You know, the rock and roll. And um, I wasn't listening to Glenn Miller, whom I love, but wasn't listening to them. And uh, I decided I was never going to allow my musical taste to get old. <laughs> at that point so <laughs> yes i understand that yes so, and, and and i was quite young at that point so <laughs> <laughs> i don't I, mean, I think i maybe i might have been in kindergarten I don't know. so anyway <laughs> so oh how my gosh. is everybody this morning i know it's good to see ashley and brenda ellie is up early early passing you coffee across the country there um ellie being up 6 a.m. for uh, the podcast and Cheryl and Betty, SR Fox and Anna. It's good to see everybody here. It is. It I is. can't believe we're at chapter 27. I can't believe we're at the end of June. Uh, we're ha- almost halfway through 2021. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible to me. Yep. Truly incredible. Yep. Oh, Anna has good news. She says, good morning. We have a new licensed driver. (laughs) 91 Um, passed. His dad gave him the Ford Escape. (laughs) Guardian Angels (laughs) 24-7. Oh, my gosh. Anna, I'm going to stay on my side of the state for me now. Oh, that's so great. That's so funny. I love Mm -hmm. it. Oh, that's such good news. Uh, But it's nerve-wracking. I... I was, I was chatting with a friend of mine about that whose son was going for his permit. And I just said of everything in parenting, for me, that was one of the most traumatic experiences of my oh life. My God, I'm yes. usually a very laid back person. I was a nut. I was a nut when I was in the car with my kids driving and they did a fine job. It was just my, my personal insecurity about the whole lack of control situation. Oh, so... I- and yeah, a great, Pat, that's just great yeah. news. Patrick's uh, 16th birthday, it was actually, you know, like most 16-year-olds, it's a school day. And so I had to call the school and say he was going to be late because he insisted upon going to the uh, DMV to get his learner's permit. So we did, <laughs> we, we're down there bright and early. We had to wait in line like everybody else does when it opened. And... Uh, Got in there and you know got it all that all that together with the the learner's permit and um, he insisted upon driving back to school. Oh my gosh! And I I was like, Patrick, move move to the left a little bit. And I'm like, the cars are like I'm waiting to hear the crunch, you know, and the cars parked <laughs> on the side of the road and. Uh, 
<sighs> yeah, that's a white knuckle situation right there. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> if I didn't have a heart attack, then I'll never have one. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, and Betty says I don't know how to drive. I'm sure my fellow New Yorkers are happy I'm not behind the wheel. Well, see, that's the beauty of being in the city, though, Betty. There is really good public access to transportation in New York. That is true. You don't need to know how to drive. And I wish there was more. I do. I think it seems like there's going to be more investment in uh, trains um, from uh, the latest activity in uh, Washington, D.C. with infrastructure. Um, But I wish we had better uh, public transit um, in in more of our parts of the country That's because it, it makes it so much easier. And you don't have to have a car and you don't have to drive. That's very it's, true. Uh, That's so, very true. And just a reminder for folks out there, the Emerzooms auction has started. Um, I understand, Ashley, I think you said mentioned that the uh, Gables Rapture book is now up to 310. Uh, I might have gone higher than that by now. There are a lot, there's lots of good stuff out there. There's, um, Chrissy Mayer's uh, donated some things. Ariana Rose has donated. Yeah. Uh, Morgan and Jen. Um, uh, and I'm, no, I'm missing people. I think there's a, I think SR has a special gift. And for, uh, that'll come out later. Um, yep. I'm, I'm including, uh, I know you put it in earlier, but for mm-hmm. those who just joined, I, I just posted the, uh, Reminder again, Emerson's silent auction, and there's a GoFundMe link as well mm-hmm. um, to help for the cause, uh, which is going to be good. Um, Betty just noted the the Rapture, the signed Rapture book is still three ten. Okay. I'm predicting okay. that's going to go up over a thousand. I'm, put, I'm so. putting it out there. So. That was such a hotly fought after <laughs> thing in the last auction. Absolutely. Um, so uh, hopefully keep fingers crossed, praying to God things go well for them. Yes. Um, I think their goal is about $3,000 that they want to collect uh, for Norma. And uh, through the auction and through the GoFundMe page, hopefully they'll make it. Yeah, I hope so. I definitely yeah. hope so. so. I, and I, once again, I'm, I'm always kind of taken back with the beauty of this community. Um, there's such a generosity of spirit. And kindness, and I. This is just another really good example, and it's one of those things. If you can give, please do. If you can't, that's okay too. Just being part of it and being supportive. And as um, one of my friends always called it, the gift of presence. Mm-hmm. You know, just being here for people when they need you. Um, it's it's a really lovely thing. And as we're starting to come through the pandemic a little further and progressing. Um, into transitioning to post-pandemic. We're not mm-hmm. there yet, but we're, we're on that path. It just is, um, it's something that I kind of have been reflecting on a lot because a lot of people didn't have a community like this during um, these hard times. And I think, I think we're very lucky that we found each other. So, so Betty wants to know if there's going to be a coffee date auction for auction. I, and I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, wouldn't it be fun if there was a tea date with ah. uh, someone? <laughs> yes. I'm not going to Darn mention it, names. Know. Not mentioning any names. <laughs> that that would have been up. fun. That would have yes. been fun. Yes. And that would have been a lot of fun, actually. Good morning, SR Fox, and good morning, Kenzie. Thanks for joining this morning. So it's, uh, yeah, it's just been a remarkable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Betty, that's exactly what I thought. Your tea date would I know. <laughs> uh, that would have fetched a pretty penny. Hey, I have do, to think I, about that. I, I would do McSorley's with James Andrew Frazier any day of the week. You know, maybe that's something to stick in the back of our hat. I would be fun. McSorley's, if if people who don't know, McSorley's is a bar in Lower Manhattan. I think it's in the Bowery. And it's one of the the oldest in the country. Um, It used to have a lot of sawdust on the floor and until, I think, 1977, 76 or 77, only men were allowed to go in. And when they finally opened it up to women, 
as well. Um, the the uniqueness of it was that there was one restroom. So when you walked oh in, gosh. you didn't know whether somebody was at the trough, anybody was in a new store. It was it was <laughs> always um, quite you know a, sur- a surprise for anybody who's who wasn't aware. And uh, I you know it has all of the old. All the politicians from the 1800s up have gone in there in New York uh, at one point in time or another, and they serve uh, ale, light and dark ale, and they have other drinks, but mostly it's the ale. And what fascinated me the first time I ever went there is the bartenders would hold like 10 mugs in each hand, so 20 all together, and they'd sit there and just move their wrists around while the ale poured into the glasses and it was just the coolest <laughs> thing in the world. Um, then uh, they always had a cat. Uh, there's usually a cat in the basement and that's uh, to keep uh, creatures away. Um, other four-legged <laughs> creatures. Oh and, my gosh. Uh, they, they, and, and before it went, be, had electricity in there, they had these gas lamps that ran, you know, hung down from the ceiling and ran across and nowadays they put turkey um, wishbones on them. And, you you know, you can tell how long they've been there, what the newer ones are, because the newer ones have a lot of mold on them. And then it goes down to the very dry, brittle <gasps> wishbone. It's really neat. It's really I, I I used, when I worked, lived in New York and I worked in uh, the area, I would always... When I had customers come in from out of town, I always made sure they got down there because I just love the place so much. It's got a lot of atmosphere. It sounds really cool. I've never been there, and I, I just went to the website. I'm posting the. Uh, I'm actually posting the link. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pam, uh, the longtime, uh, one of the longtime fixtures of that place just passed. So you might actually recognize the man who just the, um, yeah yeah he, recently passed away. Um, yeah. At age eighty, Maddie Maddie Maurer. Yep. Um, but it's cool to see these old photos and see the history. Mm-hmm. Actually, he passed away last last summer, mm-hmm. so um, it's really neat to see some of the photos. Uh, in, made, it, uh, made it through all the all the prohibition and everything. So. Which, yeah, which and their, their cool. tag is "We were here before you were born." That's right, <laughs> which is kind of fun. They have a history. They have a shop. Very cool. I, you know, next time to go to New York, I think so it's worth that it might to have die. to be a stop. It is. Good morning, Shell. Good morning, and I'm I'm uh, uh, I'm loving the fact that Ashley had said uh, maybe we could have a tea date with Julio, and uh, Kenzie had said if I could, I'd donate a coffee date with SR, and I would both <laughs> love to bid on those. Can you imagine how much money you would raise there? That would be, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It would be astronomical. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so it would be fun. Let, <laughs> um, we have some news from SR this week. Um, and yes, actually, some, some really good news for our friends in Brazil. Actually, yes, we do. Um, the man in the black suit is going to be available through the iReader app. So anybody who can ha- get that, they'll be able to read the uh, man in the black suit. And uh, it's also a chance for new readers to find the book, which is great. The All Book Editoria has announced that the pre-orders for The Man in the Black Suit, the Brazilian edition, will go live on July 1st. Which is next week, guys. Uh I mean, that's... Don't say that. That's really lovely. I know. Thursday. Just Uh saying. Uh I'm in shock. I'm not ready. I don't know. There's something about... When we hit that in in the U.S. the American holiday, the July Fourth weekend, Independence Day, um, I always feel like the the year just exponentially speeds up once you pass that date. <laughs> and I used to I used to joke with my when my kids were little. I used to say when it was Fourth of July, I started asking them about their Halloween costumes because <laughs> it seemed like it went from July to the beginning of school in right. like two weeks. Right. Well, well, July 1st is also Canada Day, so to our Canadian yes. friends, happy Canada Day coming up. Yeah, I, That's I, right. My, my favorite commercial when my son was younger was the Staples commercial 
where they had the parents going on a shopping cart around Staples. It's the most wonderful time of the year, throwing the back-to-school stuff in. <laughs> oh, that my gosh. Great. That was great. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I, yes, I, 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 that was one of, that was a classic. That was one of my favorite ends too. Um, so I hope they, I hope they read, I hope they resurrect that. I hope they play that again this year. That was, especially well, be, this year. I especially think be, this year, yeah. I wonder if they will. That would be very smart on their marketing team part. Um, and Betty noted, um, Shell noted that she hates fireworks. You're not alone. I know a lot of people do not like mm-hmm. them. Um, I remember my daughter had friends um, there's always a riverfront park, um, celebration here in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and their friends got together to meet and the one girl did not like fireworks. And I was thinking, honey, why did you come out here? I guess she wanted to get together before. Um, I actually had to take her somewhere so she couldn't hear them cause this, the sound frightened her so badly. Um, but, uh, and then Betty would only bid on the tea date with Julio if he was wearing a team Paul t-shirt, which I think <laughs> that I think would be extra fun. That would fun. be hysterical. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. I love after it. All, he, he's the little spoon, isn't he? Isn't that the, <laughs> from Gables Inferno? The joke? Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and Betty said when she was a kid, she hated the back-to-school commercials. Now, as an adult, she totally gets it. Mm-hmm. And Shell noted about the in-stores uh, holidays are weird. In December, oh they have Valentine's. In February, Easter, yes, the the pre-marketing. It, it's, I feel way, like it's out it's, of control, though. It is yeah. out of control. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to buy my Halloween candy at the end of July because I, it'll be gone before Halloween. Or yeah. it would have been gone before Halloween my house but um you know i mean it's bad enough to buy it a week before halloween and if mm-hmm. i did, if i didn't hide it it would always be gone by halloween so yeah uh, well anyway well and and kenzie made the note about um canada day many people in canada will not be celebrating this year and um she agrees canada day should be changed to celebrate indigenous people so yeah, that's yeah. been an ongoing um, Be- debate between- between Camp Kamloops and there just there was another um, in Saskatchewan there was another uh, residential school where they found I don't know how many graves so you know I pray for all the all indigenous people at this point in time because it's not just Canada it's here too um, well it's 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 globally yeah I mean it's it really is, is a global um, issue and it's not an easy it's not an easy resolution. I think it is more, more uh, prominent and more at the forefront of thinking on the, in this hemisphere, mm-hmm. because it's a shorter history um, period. But it's still, it's a really, it's a really tough issue, and and coming to terms with with how people were treated, mm-hmm. and are still being treated, um, is really hard. Yeah. And, and finding the help and support um, is really critical um, at this time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Canada Day, though, um, yeah, I, I can't, I mean, that's July 1st, too. I just can't believe all of these dates are upon us. Yes. And it goes real quick from here. So. Yes, it does. And My uncle used to say, and I, I found this out because he worked in a hotel and, and these New Jersey Shore, um, that once the 4th of July hit, the summer was over. Mm-hmm. And when I worked in the hotel, I found it too, because from like, you know, April through June, reservations came in fast and furious, and then by July 1st, they kind of weaned off. So, yeah. anyway. Well, um, yeah, it's, 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 I say just take every day as it comes and enjoy it to the fullest because we have, I usually will not give up summer until it's too cold to wear sandals. So sometimes that goes to November and I still pretend. Well, I, I've, um, you know, I've, I've been known to be coatless until sometime in January. <laughs> that does not surprise me. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. 
Um, and Anna made a note, and I think this is worth worth sharing too. She said, "The poor dogs with the fireworks, even the hugging vests don't help." I know, I know sometimes. I know. Uh, how does does Walter Boo Boo do well with uh, fireworks, Pam? Um, Walter does okay with the fireworks. He is. Um, it's thunder and lightning that get to him, actually, mm-hmm. and rain for some reason. I don't know why. You know, if, it, if it's raining in the middle of the night, he has, he's trying to, to hide. If he's uh, if we have thunderstorms, he's he's if if he could get into my closet, he would to hide. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah and, but he's okay the, with with uh, fireworks. Yeah, the SR Fox says her animals are always afraid, and she said it. Uh, for, uh, for or SR Fox said, fortunately, my city has forbidden fireworks completely. So, well, that will be, that will be good for your, for your fur babies, because I know it can be really traumatic for some of them. So we are now going to turn our attention from the holidays that are upon us this week to chapter 27 of Gabriel's Promise. And um, Ashley is noting, um, the signed SR copy of the Roman is now up for auction. So that's going to be good. Oh, I might have to, that one I might have to get in on the action. Cause I don't have, I don't have that in paperback. So, hmm. Um, so at the beginning of chapter 27, uh, as you can recall from last week's uh, discussion that we had, Julia had a very, very unpleasant conversation with Cecilia. Uh, Their plans are kind of going sideways at this point. So um, she was really terribly upset, holding back tears while she rushed out of Cecilia's office. Chapter 27 begins with Gabriel seeing Julianne from across the distance. He was walking across Harvard's campus. He packed the car and haven't yet. I knew you were going to do that. Um, Gabriel had dropped Julia off and then had parked the car. He placed Claire in a baby carrier over the shoulder contraption that had a very fancy Swedish name. And he looked like a kangaroo, but seemed to attract a lot of female attention. Some who even stopped to say hello to the baby and gaze adoringly at her father. Um, so Julia saw him and sped up. So you can imagine this scene, right? Can you imagine Gabriel in his fabulousness having a baby attached to him walking through the quad? Good Lord. I mean, no wonder. I, I think everybody would have stopped and stared. Um, it's such a, such a sight. Babies um, and animals. A friend of mine told me this many years ago. Babies and animals or kids and animals. Uh, attract women quite a bit. Oh yeah. Well, a lot of guys that'll, that's a trick. It's funny. I always laugh at the amount of, uh, 20 something men walking, uh, their dogs on the riverfront park. And I'm always (laughs) like, yeah, I I know what you're up to. It's kind of fun to watch from afar to see people interacting and it's kind of watching people at a bar. Absolutely. Um, yes, yes. And, uh, there are some comments uh, here about uh, anything from the boss will be a hot ticket. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Anna says ovary explosion and Ellie's like ovaries exploding everywhere. Um, As long as the baby doesn't have a dirty diaper, Betty says it's all good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, Kenzie actually uh, we're saying farewell for now. She doesn't have the money to afford those and she, but she's very thankful for her signed copies of the books, and she's wishing good luck to everyone participating. Um, she's going to head out, and she wishes everyone a good weekend. So have a lovely weekend, Kenzie. Enjoy I will continue it. reading this man, and I'm glad you're enjoying the book. Um, Enjoy, Kenzie. Uh, beneath this man. Hope you're yes. going someplace fun. I know. I hope so, too. Uh, and Michelle says, be safe, Kenzie. So we asked SR about uh, this baby carrier, because we were curious, what was the baby carrier's fancy Swedish name? And he said, 
for the baby carrier, I think it's called a baby Bjorn. Yes. Question mark. Yes. Yes, that my I yeah, that was on when when Laura was pregnant with Isabella. That was on the um, the list. Was that on the list? That was on the list, and they got one. And my son used to walk around with the Isabella strapped to his chest. He loved it. <laughs> it's such a great. It's such a great. Um, I, it's so sweet to see. And um, I'm actually, if you guys have never seen one of these, I'm, I'm putting this link on as well. Um, so you can see, uh, hopefully it, it, this. And, and if a man is wearing it, it gives them a chance to understand what it's like a little bit to be pregnant because of the way they sit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, really a good, this is the link that I had. Um, so you get to see if you're not sure what we're talking about. And seeing Gabriel with uh, with that on walking across uh, Harvard's campus would be quite a sight indeed. Mm-hmm. So when Julia saw him, she grabbed him and he, she grabbed his hand and said, come on, let's go. And she was greeting Claire and she tried dragging G- Gabriel along. And Gabriel had a sense. He was like, what's going on? Like he could he could feel the stress coming off of her. Mm-hmm. And she just said, I'll, I'll just tell you in the car, um, let's just go. And as Julie was trying to get him to move along, uh, Gabriel pointed to where the car was parked and said, you know, what's the matter? What's going on? And she was trying so hard, you know, to hold back her emotion. Um, but her eyes were filling up with tears and Gabriel put his arm around her shoulder and guided her to the car and, um, he said, you know, what's the matter? Tell me what happened. And uh, she looked up at him and said, Cecilia said no. And this took Gabriel by surprise. Um, and so we asked SR a few questions about that. Um, as we get to the questions, Ellie noted that she actually preferred her Moby wrap, but the baby Bjorn looks better on daddy's. Yes, so, yes, yes, Ellie. I, I think, and I think probably for, for daddies, it is more, uh, probably fits them better, fits their body better. Um, yeah, the movie would be, you know, that's great because it, it, it's, well, it's sort of kind of like a little bit like a papoose. Mm-hmm. The way you carry, you know, even, even though the baby's in the front as opposed to the back, so. I just love the fact that Gabriel is is so enamored of Claire and has embraced this role of father, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think he ever, you know, he never thought, let's, let's put this in context, you know. He had gotten a vasectomy because he was, he did not feel he was worthy of having children. Mm-hmm. And t- for him to go through the reversal and then be blessed to have a child with Julia, um, you know, I think it, it, I think this is another real demonstration of the growth of the character of Gabriel mm-hmm. and how he is just taking fatherhood on. Um, it's really, really sweet. And yes, Betty said, uh, baby Claire's Gabriel wrapped in, around her little finger. And Brenda noted, yes, he's changed a lot by this time. And he has. So we had asked um, SR... Um, why was Julia nervous when she told Gabriel um, that Cecilia said no? And would Cecilia drop Julia um, if Greg? Would Cecilia drop Julia if Greg Matthews um, was involved? And um, Sr. had said, um, "Graduate supervision is voluntary in general." In a department with graduate students, faculty would be expected to supervise graduate students in their area, but are not required to supervise a particular student. So a professor could drop a student even capriciously, and there may not be repercussions. So I thought that was a good level setting of how this works in the, in the academic world. So you know, pretty much Cecilia could, that threat she laid down on chapter 26 really could happen. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that um, for Julia was just was crushing. Um, yes, and as Anna noted, having the reversal is no little snip. Five to six hours of microsurgery. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that, that's, you know, he put himself through a lot for, um, for the hope of having a baby. And I'm glad, I'm glad it happened for them. <laughs> and Ashley noted Gabriel is baby whipped. Hey, you know, <laughs> Which, nothing wrong with I that. I love it. I love it. It's so sweet. And I see Floor is on Floor 81, Ellie. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining. So Julia proceeded to tell Gabriel that Cecilia, uh, Cecilia told her that if she wanted to work with her, she'd have to stay in Cambridge in the fall. And as you can tell, Gabriel did not take this very well. <laughs> Asking and she threatened you. And uh, so she's, you know, yeah. she's, she's tearing up. She's a little, you know, she's upset, which is uh, normal. And she says it's not so, not in so many words. Um, you said that Cecilia had read through the Edinburgh schedule, but it would look bad sending her top student there, especially with Catherine Picton coming into the department. I have a feeling that Cecilia is very, very threatened by this whole thing. I think so too. I mean, she really, I'm, I'm, uh, Anna saying Cecilia is a wench <laughs> and shall agreed a hundred percent Anna. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like Cecilia, I, I, I still feel a little conflicted because I'm so surprised her character would be acting this way. But I think having that conversation with her dean mm-hmm. um, or having hearing about the dean's conversation with Greg Matthews and of course. Yeah. Um, more or less, it's, it's making her feel like she is on the chopping block. Um, yes, I've been watching Food Network too much with that phrase coming out of my mouth. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it just, no, but she does. She's, you know, she know, has he, that fear. And, you know, whether, whether Greg Matthews is, is in trying to instill that fear into her or not, I don't know, but she does feel very insecure about what's going on. So, so Gabriel said, I'm not going to speak with her. And Julie was like, please do not do, do, do that. Cause that would only make a scene. And you know, that, it would be, I think that would be harder on her in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. And Flora made a, Flora made a point saying she loves how he always wants to protect her at every turn. Mm-hmm. And Cecilia, is a wench, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Gabriel then said, well, I'm going to call Greg Matthews. Mm-hmm. And now this even concerned Julia a little bit more saying that if he talked to him, Cecilia would drop her. And, uh, and Julie is feeling very insecure about this at the moment, too. Which I don't oh, blame yeah. her for. I don't blame her for. She's, you know, she thinks, oh, I'll be able to do this, and I'll go, and I'll talk, and everything will be fine. Anyway, so uh, Gabriel, you know, she's like, let's keep going to the car. And so Gabriel, uh, taking her words and looking at the building, and she says, students study abroad all the time from that department. And Julia countered that, yes, it's Italy, not Scotland. Right. I, 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 you know, I feel, I feel for Julia. I feel for Gabriel because they're both kind of, they're, they're, they're problem solving, right? They're, they're trying to figure out how to work their way to get, um, the outcome they want. Mm -hmm. Um, Anna notes the hurricane of Gabriel would blow her away. And Ashley said, our Julia, let your man fight for you. Cecilia deserves it. Mm Um, I, you know, I, I thought about this whole thing about the Greg Matthews dynamic. And there is a part of me that says, why not? I don't think Gabriel should talk to Greg Matthews. I think yeah. Julia should talk to Greg Matthews. Yeah. You know, yeah, personally, they, I, I, I know it's going over Cecilia's head, but I think she should ask for more of a fact finding, not a... Um, and I, I guess I guess I keep going back to you know what so what if Cecilia drops you find another advisor if she's not going to be supportive. Um, I think that's my opinion. 
right now I just, uh, I, at, uh, at where we are at this chat where we are at this point in the chapter i don't know because well, gabriel well, has a I point also, they do study people study abroad all the time yeah i mean i also feel very for for julie because you know she wants to fight her own battle she doesn't she's got enough going on with her right now the fact that you know she's married to gabriel Anderson. he's he's he is a dante specialist and he does he's right. now doing the sage lecture and she's still a student basically and right. it's, you know, he wants to protect her and help her and do everything he can for her. But at the same time, she knows she has to do this on her own. And, yeah, you know, she's the one that has to put in the work. And she's the one that's got him. She's got the extra pre pressure of, of not being Catherine and Gabriel's clone, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, and that's. That's tough. Oh, and it's also something Cecilia planted. Uh, welcome to the halftime yes. show. Yes. <laughs> it is back. We are back live with the halftime show on the 26th of June. Mm -hmm. um, I, there's a lot of good chat about this. And yeah, please give us your feelings on this, guys, because I'm curious what you're thinking. Ashley said, um, or actually, it's Brenda who said, Julia is protecting Gabriel at this point, too, because he would do something that's rash. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very interesting point to consider. Um, and Shell or Brenda noted just not rational. Like it's just not an, they're not, Cecile is not being rational. Mm -hmm. Um, Shell said, I can understand Marinelli's hesitancy about things with the lectures and such, but now she just seems like a woman scorned and bitter because she is insecure of her own capabilities. It's a bad look for her. I mm -hmm. totally agree with that. Um, it really is. Um, it's a natural reaction, I guess, but it's it's not a good look for her. Betty says Cecilia wants to drop her, drop it her like it's hot, mm -hmm. <laughs> drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think actually, I think Cecilia wants a time machine to go back and um, try and get herself named as the sage lecturer. Mm -hmm. Frankly, um, Ashley's noting. Let Julia stand up against Cecilia and go to Greg, maybe with Gabriel by her corner, just in case. That's an interesting thought. Mm -hmm. And Flora's noting, Julia is trying so hard to be independent. And yes, being married to him, she needs to put her own stamp on her career. Um, and Anna notes, Julianne still wants to believe all people are good. Her naivete is both endearing and her downfall. Mm -hmm. She needs to be mature in life lessons. I think that's a very interesting um, observation, too, Anna. All good discussion here mm -hmm. um, as they kind of kind of go through and figure it out. Um, so they're so still they're, trying to figure out what they're doing. Yeah, well, the other, well, the other thing, too, is that Gabriel's trying to tell her, you know, look, these, the, you, you've got credits that will be transferable to Harvard. And right. uh, she would be, you know... She needs the credits, but she would only need three classes. And, mm -hmm. you know, so Julia's reminding him that Scotland doesn't, Grand Todd doesn't have the schedule yet for what they're doing. So it's kind right. of, you know, it's like, what do you do at this point? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shell says it's time to put Marinelli on blast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think Gabe, you know, Julia's super upset. Gabriel, they're they're kind of brainstorming back and forth. People study abroad all the time. Only three classes are needed. So he's like, these, you know, it's not like she has to withdraw from Harvard and get, you know, enroll full time in Edinburgh. It's nothing like that. It's just a couple classes is kind of where he's going with this. And, um, so she wouldn't need to officially transfer. She just needs these three classes. And Julie's like, yeah, but there's no schedule yet. Graham doesn't have the schedule. Um, and Gabriel just thought, you know, this is pure bullshit. Like, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Whatever they were lacking, Graham or one of his colleagues could offer to direct her in a research course. Um, and I remember as I read this, I was like, wow, I didn't even think about that option. Because a lot of times in college, you can have these independent studies Mm -hmm. or these special, um, really self-designed uh, courses of study that would fill the need. 
you know, he's like, mm-hmm. and Julius hadn't thought of that. And, um, you can even get them. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had one. And uh, did you? I did. And it was, see, it's, um, working within town government. Good, so, oh, I could see that. But it's a good, I mean, that's, you know, another thing as, you know, they're walking and talking, they're trying to be problem solved, they're tra- pri- mm-hmm. trying to problem solve their way around this. And, you know, I think, I think the fact that he raised this idea of someone directing her in a research course probably gave her a little bit of comfort, although she couldn't keep up with um, Gabriel's long strides as they're marching across Harvard's campus. Mm-hmm. And of course, she's ignoring the numbness in her leg, mm. which, you know, there's still that underlying little issue there that she keeps ignoring and uh, not telling her husband about. Which isn't small. And Gabe, yeah, which that's that's a problem, too, because, look, they're trying they're problem solving this issue of Edinburgh together. Um, and then she's withholding this other issue that they could be working together on as well. And I think that that was a good juxtaposition as I was reading that. Um, and, Anna, and as Anna notes, sometimes you self-advocate properly. Sometimes you fight for yourself however you need to and utilize whatever contacts you have. Um, Brenda says, I, I agree with Julia, though. You have to be smart and be able to fight another day. Um, it's like a marathon. Mm-hmm. So um, I think both really good observations um, coming from from the chat room. Um, so Gabriel notices that Julia is having a little bit of distress and seemed to slow down. He, uh, you know, he slowed down since he noticed she was having some trouble and he apologized, saying he didn't mean to rush her. Um, Julia fibbed and said, "Oh, I'm okay." Um, and you could see, honestly, if this, if this comes to screen, right, you can envision the long strides of Gabriel, whose legs are almost the entire length of (laughs) Julia's body, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, you know, and being worked up and trying to talk through this and, you know, going faster and faster and poor Julia is left to try and, um, scamper along to catch up. Um, you can kind of see how that works. And um, Anna made a note, you know, with this whole idea of this uh, research course. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, especially in graduate studies, individual studies happen all the time. Yes, they do. Uh, and um, so I think, I think that was kind of a really um, great realization they had. Mm-hmm. And Betty said, I have a feeling Julia will have to read The Art of War. <laughs> if she hasn't already. I think, uh, I think that's a great idea, mm-hmm. <laughs> Betty. Um, so, you know, Gabriel just could not understand why Cecilia had turned on them. And he thought, he genuinely thought, uh, they were friends. Um, so he was kind of cursing under his breath about this whole thing. You know, it's like, he actually thought he had an ally here in Harvard. He thought, you know, Cecilia had been supportive about, uh, Julia and her maternity leave. So, you know, this is kind of like a really hard, hard pill to swallow in, in the way. Um, Julia proceeded to give him a little background on why that informed why Cecilia was acting as she did. Um, and Julia proceeded to tell him about the dean scolding Greg Matthews. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one in his department had been invited to the Sage Lectures in a very long time. Um, And she also said that Greg had told her that he had been considered for the endowed chair that they had given to Cecilia. Um, And I think, first of all, Greg Matthews should never, ever have disclosed that. That that was highly unprofessional. Um, To say, oh, yeah, you know, well, Gabriel is up for your job and we gave it to you. (laughs) You know, not cool. Not cool. Um, I, that happens all the time, you know, that type of thing happens a lot Mm -hmm. in in business and in, in academia, but man, not cool at all. And Gabriel concurred about the lecture, but it was an international lectureship and that had, it had also covered all humanities, not just literature. So, you know, it's not like this, 
this had a really broad net. It was a broad reach. So it wasn't just competing against their own category. Um, and the fact that, you know, he was considered for her job and had been rejected. So he's almost thinking like, look, she's the one who got the job. Why is she upset about it? Exactly. Um, you know, and in the chat, Shell noted, people who underestimate or go against Gabriel and Julia do so at their peril. True. And Flora noted that Cecilia is just being spiteful and is jealous of Gabriel with the whole Sage Lecture thing. And her telling Julia was just not professional. Totally agree. Totally. It was just... In a way, I'm glad she told her, though, because it does give uh, her understanding of why she's acting so irrationally. Um, I think if she wouldn't have told her, it would have been in a way even more disconcerting because it was coming out of left field. Like, why is she acting so counter to what we've known her to act like? Um, Betty said, I wonder if Cecilia gets fired, would Paul get hired as the new professor at Harvard? <laughs> as nice as that would be, I, Betty, I'm sorry. I don't think that would have happened because he didn't have the, um, experience that others may have. He still has <laughs> I know. to work a little bit on that. Then I think it could happen. Oh, my gosh, Betty. You get a heart for that one. That cracks me up. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Shell said Greg Matthews wanted Julia at Harvard, and that should be something that Julia should remember. I don't think you would have a problem with her studying abroad knowing she would be back to finish. See, and I think that's a really good point, which is Mm -hmm. why I think Julia – not Gabriel, but Julia should approach Greg Matthews. Yes. Um, but, you know, and, you, know. And, you know, but like Gabriel's thinking about now about uh, Greg Matthews and he said, you know, he liked him. Um, right. But having been awarded the Sage Lectures, it was like giving the department a very satisfying middle finger. <laughs> right. Right. And, and exactly. Julia, and Julia says, well, now Cecilia is giving me the middle finger. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's Which so unfair. It's happening. Yeah. And that she was just a target. So, you know, Julia is like ignoring uh, Gabriel's remarks. And, he, you know, he's turning her around and holding her shoulders. And she's seeing little Claire there. And she goes, hi, Claire. And she grabs on dead Claire's hand. Aww. And she gurgled and smiled as babies do when their mothers are near and they start starts kicking their feet outside the baby carrier. And uh, so Julia returned Claire's smile by telling Gabriel they should not talk about this in front of her. She'll pick up on the negative vibes as they walk to the car. <laughs> this was not over yet. In Gabriel's mind, it definitely was not over. No. Um, I... You know, I think, too, part of the issue is I think if Gabriel was at another university as well, it wouldn't have been so in your face. But since Mm -hmm. it's right across the street at Boston University, um, I think that is another kind of appalling. I think that added to fuel to the fire, so to speak. Um, You know, and I'm looking in the chat and Shell, you know, makes another point. Greg Matthews wanted uh, actually... We, I, I said that one. Ashley had said, who is worse, Cecilia or Krista? Hmm. <laughs> These two could have drinks. <laughs> and um, I still think Krista's probably Christa's, worse. Yeah, I do too. Krista's worse. Um, but a good question to pose. Shell says, at this point, Ashley, they are the same. Um, at least Julia knows what type of person Cecilia really is. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think at this point, uh, and again, I think, you know, the fact that Cecilia did tell her about that conversation as unprofessional as it was, at least gave them a clue as to why she was acting like this. Anna says Harvard is bristling. They picked the wrong person and not enough that they can claim alumni as a sage. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, there is a lot of ego in academia and I think this is a great example of that. Um, Betty said, I would say Cecilia is worst, worst right now because she has power and is abusing it. Mmm, Betty. Damn, that's, that's a, a really thought. good point. 
Good thought. That's a really good point, Betty. I think I might amend my amend my comment. I think you uh, swayed me with that argument. Ashley agrees, um, and Betty is hearing Tall Paul in the background. You do. I, I do have that on my on the All Things I love it music podcast playlist music playlist on Spotify. Um, Betty says to the words of the day, "Middle finger," mm-hmm. and. Um, Take a shot I, every time you hear middle <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> and Anna noted, Catherine has already filled Greg Matthews' ear. Julianne needs to pull up her big girl panties and discuss it with him. You know, that's another super good point. It's not just Greg who, or not just Gabriel, who had given uh, Julie a good recommendation to Greg Matthews Mm -hmm. and the fact that Harvard was already had wanted Julia as an undergrad. Initially they offered her a spot, but Catherine also had sung her praises to Greg. So yeah, that is another reason why they should be chatting and sharing that with him. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Anna says Boston university needs to raise a huge banner proclaiming home of the sage lecturer. And I'm sure they are (laughs) because apparently, you know, from, from what I understand uh, from family members and, and friends that have gone to school in Boston, there is an academia up there, a huge uh, battle. Yeah. Uh, Emerson, are you uh, Tufts? Are you Harvard? Are you, you know, Boston College, Boston University, and back and forth. So. Yeah, because there are so many universities in that area. And I remember, and, and we won't even get into the Yale part of it, which, but they're in New Haven. So. Well, I remember traveling to Boston for a friend's wedding, and I believe it was May, and we were having trouble finding room um, because it was during commencement mm-hmm. weekends, and it was there was so many universities that it was hard to get lo- lodging, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, Harvard, as Ashley's saying, Harvard is cutthroat when it comes to academics. So it's mm-hmm. it's definitely a real challenge between between Harvard and Boston and the other the other mm-hmm. academic institutions up there. And I think that setting just makes things more intense. Um, and as Gabriel noted at the very end of the chapter, this was not over. Um, I think. There was some comfort brought from the idea of having these uh, courses that could be overseen by somebody and really designed. Because honestly, let's think about it. How could you turn down? How how could Cecilia or Harvard uh, legitimately turn down an offer of a a another very highly acclaimed scholar um, overseeing this course? that could be designed specifically to what is needed for the Harvard curriculum. Mm-hmm. It, it just makes no sense. I mean, it really is, this is a rationality run amok. Um, and we have, a, we have a lot of that, it seems, right now with Cecilia. I think so. You're right. You're right. Um, so we'll have to see what happens with that. Um, Betty said, do you think Gabriel signs his emails with Sage Lecturer? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he does that. You and Gabriel, I don't think would do that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I maybe if it's maybe if it's in reference to any of his work there at Edinburgh, maybe, maybe probably. You know what? It probably would be in his like uh, signature line. It would definitely be on his CV. Yeah, definitely. I think that would. Well, and actually, if he wants to, you know, put it in people's faces. It probably is. Let's think mm-hmm. about that. Gabriel probably would have it, have it as part of his sign-off. You know. Well, I get, you know that's a possibility, especially when he does get over to the school in, in uh, Scotland. Yeah. You know, because you're you're doing, um, you know, you're you got all that little stuff under your name, <laughs> you know, titles and what have you, on your signature. Yeah. So. Um, Shell said it would be funny to have in any correspondence to Marinelli <laughs> and <laughs> Brenda said only if he's sending it to Cecilia or Greg <laughs> Matthews and uh, Anna noted 
So she was writing a check with insufficient funds in the account. <laughs> and yes, Betty, we could ask the boss. I'll put that on. I, I'm going to make a note to ask. Um, I'm going to ask him that next for our chat next week. Okay. Uh, ask okay. us our. And, and then, yeah, and his his whole uh, Gabriel's you know self awareness. He probably. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to use it. I'm using self-awareness politely for him. <laughs> <laughs> Love the euphemisms. Yes. So. Yes. So. Oh my gosh. I can't believe we're at the top of the hour already. I know. I it's know. gone so fast. And we had some good discussion around this chapter. It is. Um, and we did. You know, especially, you know, basically... What I'm getting out of this is the, the general consensus is that Julia's got to pull up her big girl panties and then go talk to Greg Matthews. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because yeah, it, you I, know, it's, it's one thing to go to, it's like at, a, at your work, you go to your boss with something and if your boss brushes you off, then, and if it's something, especially an idea that's good for a company, you go to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. You may get, may get yelled at, you know, whatever, but, you know, if it's something that's going to work for the company, it's worth doing. Right. And and tr truthfully, it's in Harvard's best interest, really. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, Harvard, Harvard can still um, claim, oh, we have an, uh, an esteemed alumni doing the SAGE lectures. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know... And and Julie would still be able to continue on with her coursework, and it's, it wouldn't be a, a I don't think it'd be a slap in the face to Cecilia, though she may think so. Right, Flora's saying Cecilia's just taking this personal and shooting her shots at Gabriel, but um, him signing, um, Sage lecture would just be the icing on the cake. <laughs> and Anna said, I can only imagine the closed door conversation between Greg and Cecilia. What were you thinking? Exactly. Yeah. You told her this? What the hell do you think it yeah. You know, right. What middle finger comment? <laughs> <laughs> and Betty said, I can picture Gabriel making Claire wear a shirt with my daddy as a sage lecturer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Betty, that's so fantastic. Yes. I, you know, as much as he loves kitsch, that might be something he'd go for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you know, um, Shell has a good point saying, despite what happened before this book, the Emersons are thriving. They are. You know, it's, it is, look, I mean, their professional careers are taking off. Mm -hmm. Their new, their family, their, their new but burgeoning family is taking off. Um, it's, uh, it's kind of a beautiful thing it is. to it's see. It's all good. <laughs> so we'll have to see what happens next week. Yes. Chapter 12. 28. Yes. And Let's see what goes there. I think we're going, and what I, song? I think, I think we're going to be going to trick or treating next week. Oh my gosh. Is it that time? Yeah. It is that time. Yep. Yeah. Mm, might have to get your costumes out, friends. Absolutely. As long, yeah, and which reminds <laughs> me yesterday was furry day. Oh, yes. <laughs> I missed that. Costume, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that announcement. It was trending yesterday on, on Twitter, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Something to look up? <laughs> oh, God, yes. Betty's saying, uh, should we all dress up for next week? And Anna said, you can think whatever you want. Sometimes you have to have the good sense not to say it out loud. That's yes, true. Anna, I totally That's agree true. with that. And Betty said, this was a great book discussion. So thank you. It was great because of all of your input, guys. This is um, this is one of the reasons why I like this format that we have um, using yeah, we, we can uh, the chat room. Mm -hmm. We can discuss it. We can share everybody's thoughts and ideas. Um, and it's, it's been a really, I always learn something from your insights. So 
Thank you for that. Yes, like my daddy is a sage lecturer t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that Adam, would be sad. That advice. would be that would be interesting for the Passion Flex store if they ever optioned Gable's Promise. I know. I literally was thinking. I literally was thinking that when when we read that when I saw uh, it I was like oh if, if they do a Gabriel's Promise that would be a great March that, yeah it'd be, it'd be good it'd be a, a good onesie uh-huh yep you know? I can see it now oh thanks Cheryl Cheryl said y'all are great <laughs> can never have enough onesies <laughs> this anyway, is true so, we want so to know what are we yeah what music are we uh, hearing well we, I think we've heard this before it's Waterloo Sunset by uh, the Kinks love the Kinks Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes. And thank yeah. you, Floor. We love having you in the chat room as well. Yeah. Love the discussion and you ladies. So you all have a good week and we'll see each other next week. And don't forget the Emerzoom uh, auction. auction. And uh, the GoFundMe link is we have it in, our, in the chat room. And uh, it's also out on the uh, All Things SR uh Facebook page, Twitter, it's all out there. And uh, I, and the Amazon Twitter page has it. And I think SR has retweeted it a few times as well. So, yes. Everybody, have a good week, and we'll talk next week. Yes, enjoy.